Hello everybody. I hope you're having a great day. Now before we get into today's episode, I have a little favor I need to ask of you. Now this favor is probably only going to take about a minute of your time, so I would appreciate it if you could do this for me. I put a lot of time into these podcasts and it's something I'm very passionate about, so I appreciate any bit of support that I can get. So, today's favor is, could you scroll down and under this podcast, go to ratings and reviews, and give me a five-star rating, and leave me a sweet little review, something I'm going to read, you know, that'll show your support to the podcast. If you're getting any value out of the podcast, or any value out of me, just let me know. You know, you can share the podcast with your friends, post it on your social media, whatever. Any bit of support helps me grow the podcast, and I will appreciate it so, so much. Anyways, guys, on to this week's episode. Welcome, welcome back to the Skies of Limit podcast, a podcast based around showing you that anything you set your mind to is possible. I'm your host, Lucas Aylward. Now, today's guest, I'm chatting with a 21-year-old millionaire, guys. His name is Luke Alwan. He's a 21-year-old 20, internet entrepreneur. He's making seven figures dropshipping. He's based in Los Angeles, and he's traveling the world. He's living a dream, and he actually made $1.3 million last year in 2018. So we're going to get right into it. I really want to chat with this guy, get to the bottom of his story, introducing Luke Alwan. What's up, my friend? What's going on, guys? Luke X Lucas right here. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, awesome. Luke and Lucas, man. Anyways, dude, I'm just going to get right into it, dude. Tell me more about your background. Like, how did this all start? What's your childhood like? What's my childhood like? Well, I grew up um, in a small town, very small town, farming community, actually, outside Philadelphia. And um, I was always real artistic. Um, I kind of felt like school wasn't for me. But I ended up going to film squad in US, out at USC in Los Angeles. Okay. And um, when I was out there, it's a really great school for networking. It basically, I don't know if you know much about USC, but it essentially runs Los Angeles. Like everyone who's something in Los Angeles went to USC pretty much. Um, so it was a really great school for me to go to. But it's still in, in the back of my head when I was there, I knew I knew that I wanted to kind of go off on my own and um, start some businesses that I had in my mind. Okay. So it was it was sophomore year, and I decided to pull the trigger. Um, after a, a life, uh, it was like a almost life ending car accident, um, super serious. Um, so that kind of solidified it in my head, where I thought, all right, this is this is it. You know, life is much shorter than I thought. Um, I'm not going to waste another few years in college here, so I'm just going to go off and do my thing. And I had absolutely nothing figured out. I wasn't even dropshipping at that point. I had no online businesses, no income streams. Um, so I just left school and spent half my savings on a plane ticket to Bali. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, you were kind of just like the university student. You didn't really have much money. Did you have a part-time job or anything at that point? Or I mean, I had, my, I had the internship here and there, you know, some pretty good internships in like social media out in LA. Okay. But um. Yeah, so I guess you could say they were paid, you know, but nothing nothing crazy. So what happened when you went to Bali? What's the next next part of this here? So the, the whole reason behind why I decided to go there is because there's so many digital nomads 
you could call them digital entrepreneurs that are living and working from their laptops in Bali. And I knew that going into it. Okay. Um, and I had some, you know, obviously I, I make it sound like I'm some chump, right? <laughs> but I had a lot of skills going up to this decision. I was a videographer, photographer. I think I had about 20,000 followers on Instagram by this point. Okay. Um, so I'd already kind of created a community, uh, but more of an artist, right? I didn't really um, figure out my business interest until this move. Um, and what it did is it really just threw me out there and forced me to succeed. And um, within a couple of weeks of being out there networking, I met some 18 and 19 year old kids who are even younger than myself, who are making ridiculous kinds of money, the kind of money that makes your eyes bulge. Wow. And I was just like mouth gaping and, you know, they, they brought me on as their content guy. And they said, hey, Luke, like, we'll, you know, we know you're broke. Like, we'll pay for you to live with us. Like, your food, shit. We just, like, want you to shoot content for us. And I was like, all right, cool. That's That sounds like a plan. You know, I, I guess I can, you know, learn about e-commerce. Okay. Absolutely no idea how to do it. Um, became really close friends with a few of them. Um, not so much with some of the other ones, but... <laughs> But a few of them became really close friends with. One of them became my mentor and basically taught me the ropes. And from there, I kind of just hit the ground running. I'm a fast learner. Okay. So uh, you said you met your mentor. So your mentor, I'm assuming, is younger than you. Is it one of these younger 18, 19-year-old guys? or? Um, yeah. So he's actually he's actually two days older than me. <laughs> oh, okay. So he was the oldest of the group. Well, that's, that's actually really cool because most of the time, you know, you hear people talk about their mentors and they're really old, wise businessmen for the most part, but it's actually cool that it's just showing how intelligent people are becoming nowadays that you could be mentored by somebody who was your age, right? So I find that to be very interesting and pretty awesome. So was your ticket yeah. to Bali a one-way ticket? It was. Okay, it was a one-way ticket, so you just went there in the hopes that you were going to meet people, or did you know anybody and they were like, hey, come to Bali, uh, we'll hook you up, or you literally just didn't know anybody, you were just like, I'm going to take that chance? I had never met anyone out there, but I had talked with people over social media. Okay. And as, you, okay. as you probably see, you know, Bali is kind of like a congregation point for influencers, photographers, you know, people who do digital marketing. Yeah. Um, and I knew that going into it, so I kind of just decided that that was the best place for me to be. Okay. So, yeah, that's very interesting. So when did you get into the big money, right? So obviously you're spending time with these guys who are making a lot of money and I'm assuming they were doing all online uh, things, right? To bring in income. So when did you decide that you wanted to be a part of what they were doing? Um, so essentially like I was just shooting content for their personal brands for a while and um, for like their dropshipping brands. Okay. And I I had um quickly built up a dropshipping brand um that I kind of like used my own strategy with as far as like product sourcing goes. Um so that was all me. They didn't really teach me much about that. Like I was always able to identify winning products. Um but I think that just comes from being good at social media, right? Mm -hmm. It's kind of the same same concept, but um I think it was probably I'd say about like July, August when I started to you know, do like the four or five K days and, uh, really, really scale up my ads. And, um, that, and I hadn't, I knew nothing about ads, you know, that was all my mentor. So, uh, so he pretty much set you up. He was like, here, man, you should go with this product. You should go with this 
business model and then we'll help you out from there? Is that pretty much how it went? No, I mean, I think actually most of it was myself. Like I said, I was the one sourcing the product. I, I was the one with that intuition, but I wouldn't have known how to market it. Right. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I shot content from a website. I'm so the difference of me with 95% of your, you know, young inter- internet dropshippers that are out there, your e-com gurus is I brand my stores very well. I shoot great content for my stores. I order the product, you know, get models on it, shoot ads, you know, make sure it's a very pretty, um, branded feel. Okay. And, and that's my background, right? That's my background in videography and photography. And then just adding another skill set. All I needed was one high income skill set to be added onto that to start making crazy money. You know what I mean? Okay. So let's just fast forward a little bit. So you're, you're in Bali, right? And you got your store set up. Did you just stick to the one product and you, you obviously didn't settle, right? You obviously wanted to scale it and you said you, I believe you said you have multiple brands. So does it get to a point where you get it so, so successful that you're like, okay, now I'm going to go for plan B. I'm going to go to the next step. I'm going to open up another product or I'm going to open up another business. I'm going to reinvest my money. Did any of those uh, things happen to you when you were, uh, you know, building up this massive store of yours? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you get really confident in your abilities and you want to expand naturally and and try to make more money on top of that. Right. Uh, More money equals more freedom. (laughs) <laughs> so essentially, yeah, I mean, I doubled down on that one store that I had going. It was a beauty store. And um, I tried expanding to other niches. I opened a store with my mentor. Um, we sold leggings. It did really well. Um, but other than that, I mean, I threw my money into like a lot of bad investments too. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay. So, so I want to get into that because I know I really focus on like the bright side of things here. But I want to hear more about, you know, some of the the negative things, I guess the failures, because I don't want anyone to think this stuff is easy and by no means. I want people to realize that there's struggles amongst the way, you know, while you're going on these processes. But, you know, what, what's one big failure that you can recall something that, you know, you, you could have given up, given up, but you were like, no, I'm going to keep going. I'm not going to give up. Yeah, absolutely. Point. Well, first and foremost, totally transparent thing about failures for myself. My opinion on failure is I was deathly afraid to fail. I was deathly afraid of failing probably up until last last year when I left college. Um, I was living my life in fear. And I think failure is one of those things where, you know, social const- constructs are in your ear all the time, constantly telling you you cannot fail. But it's the best teacher. You know, it really is. I think failure is the best teacher there is. Um, so essentially, I'm like when I started doing my businesses, my online stores, and maybe I got a little stroke of luck in the beginning with finding a good product and having a store blow up right away. Um, but I was just like, from there, not scared to fail. You know, I was just throwing my money around and, you know, into investments that I thought were good. But, you know, most investments at that point weren't working out for me. So those are failures for me. You know, it made me realize I have to be more careful with my money. Um, but at the end of the day, I understood that if I didn't reinvest money, I would have had to pay taxes on it anyways. So I really just <laughs> set out and I was like, all right, there's no reason for me to like essentially save this money. I'm not, I'm not trying to pay taxes on this, you know? So let's just reinvest it into business ventures. Right. Okay. And that's one of those great positives about being your own boss. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and not, and not getting a paycheck from anyone. 
Yeah, so um, I want to get back into like the education side because I know you uh, you said you went to film school and you're very talented with videography, but you know I know you said you you were introduced to a mentor and you um, you started doing the uh, online businesses. But when did you really educate yourself on how to own a business and things like taxes and you know registering the business and making it becoming an actual professional businessman? Because obviously. There's more to opening up an online business than just like, oh, I got a product, sell it, and make money. You got to have the back end covered, right? So, right. when did when did you really invest your time into learning the business stuff? Was it when you were in Bali? Was it your mentor that was kind of guiding you along with that, or? Yeah, so absolutely. I think I think you kind of hit the nail on the head right there. It's it's a little bit more than just selling a product and making money, right? You know, um, but that's the beautiful thing about e-commerce, right? And job shipping and online businesses. It's so alluring because it's very easy to start up, you know? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I started up my first store with maybe $200. You know what I mean? That's pretty um, crazy, man. It is, yeah. I mean, you know, to, to build a million-dollar business with $200 upfront cost is something that wasn't, you know, wasn't available even 10 years ago. So, um, when, you know, there's people who make internet businesses look super easy right with their ads and like their videos on youtube and stuff like that and you know then there's other people who say online business is dead you know it's just a, fa- a fad and all this stuff so what's your opinion on that do you believe that it is dead or does it is there any more secrets behind that yeah i mean it's definitely not dead i mean <laughs> i i think that's i think anyone who's saying that is a little misguided i mean <laughs> everything is going internet right okay um, and if everything's going internet, then commerce is going internet too. And it's not just e-commerce. It's not just selling, you know, it's not just slinging shitty Chinese products online, right? It's like building e-commerce brands that, you know, have actual real backings and, you know, your brainchilds, right? It's, it's a whole host of things. It's SMMA is, you know, it's. Okay. So what's your opinion on the fact that people say that it's getting saturated do you believe in that? By people getting, you know, so many people are doing it, thousands and thousands. And thousands. I, I think, yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, I, I think naturally, um, anything that is this good of a deal is going to be get oversaturated, right? It's just like it's it's the bee's knees, right? Everyone wants to get into it um, for a good reason. Like, I mean, when I when I got into it, I told myself, Luke, I am totally fine with making two thousand dollars a month for the rest of my life like that i was i was ready to do that i was like fuck school i'm done with this um i don't want to live like a you know a corporate slave right yeah um that whole mindset but um the thing about it is it's just very scalable mm-hmm. you know and um i think I, I have a lot of friends who do online business and are making four or five thousand dollars a month and kudos to them that's fantastic you know what i mean like they're not working for anyone they're working for themselves. They're setting their own hours. And that's a luxury that is worth a lot of money, you know. Um, if I had to choose between making $3,000 a month working for myself or making ten working for someone else, I, that's just me. I would always choose working for myself. It just it just so happened that I ended up making a lot more than that. <laughs> awesome, man. Uh, but, yeah. So do you have any like habits, like daily habits or daily rituals that you, that you perform, you know, obviously on a daily basis, do you have any of those that you could give out as tips? You know, I'm, 
it's one of my it's one of my weaknesses. I'm not like that schedule oriented. I'm not that um, goal oriented. Even I mean, I have my priorities and values in line, and I can mm-hmm. always see forward a couple months of like where I'm going to be. But um, I'm not like waking up constantly and having a checklist and checking things off. You know, okay. um, I know my shit that I need to get done, um, and I get it done. You know, that's just, that's just me personally. I mean. That's on a business side, though. Personally, I'm, you know, at least once a day meditating. Okay. Um, I, I weight lift like three, four times a week. Good. I do Good. yoga a bunch, you know. Some would call me, a, you know, trippy hippie, but. Not my health and wellness, too. You need it. I think it's, yeah. I think it's important, man. I really do. Um, to, especially when you're um, doing online business. Not even online business. Business in general, you know. I think it's super easy to get caught up in it all and um to be able to return to your mind and your body is just like super important exactly man exactly yeah like so many people man so many people obviously if they're working for themselves they're like man i can stay home all day and just do this i don't need to go anywhere or see anybody but that's just the stupid part because even if you are your own boss you still need to network with people and make those connections and prospect new clients and seal deals and exercise and work on yourself you can't just be lazy and stay home right yeah absolutely that's if, if someone's trying to get into you know online business e-commerce because they're trying to be lazy that's the wrong wrong move wrong move captain <laughs> <laughs> so i want to get into like the the fun part of this right you obviously have the freedom to travel so i want to get into a little bit more about you know where have you traveled and what's the funnest place? So obviously you left Bali and you live in LA. So what's your like agenda like with traveling? Do you try to travel like once every few months? Do you just kind of hop and go as you, as you please? Or what's that go like? Yeah, that's, <laughs> it's something that, you know, is a little less focused in the sense of I kind of just pick up when I want to and leave. Um, you know, it's great to have that freedom. But again, it's it's like my daily schedule, right? I don't really have like daily checklists or goals of shit that I need to get done. I kind of just like, you know, obviously I conform my schedule around meetings, stuff like that, like when I need to be places for business. Um, but like a large part of my decision making as far as like when I'm traveling is just random. Okay. Okay. So what, what are three tips that you would give to somebody that you know, was interested in starting like an online business and being their own boss? I mean, invest in yourself. You know, I think college is is an investment in yourself, but I think it's such a traditional and generic investment in yourself. And if you have skills um, or not, or even if you don't have skills, it's so, like, you know, you can, you can pay like someone for a course now, like a really great course you can get for like five, 10 grand, you know? And it will teach you everything you need to know versus you, like what are people dumping into college in the U.S. nowadays? Like $100,000 over four years. It's ridiculous, you know? It is, yeah. Um, so that's my number one piece of advice is invest in yourself in untraditional ways. And, you know, be smart about the money that you're spending to invest in yourself and think twice about it. But um, so that's probably my first piece of advice. Second piece of advice is obviously find a mentor. Okay. You know, I think I think it's I think it's pretty cliche, um, but it was exactly what I needed, and it, it kind of just happened naturally. My mentor, um, but it was exactly what I needed after being, quote unquote, in the system for twenty years, nineteen years. Um, 
and basically like, you know, having a teacher and homework and, you know, projects, um, someone to structure things for you. Right. Um, I think mentors are really great and teaching the, teaching you high income skill sets, of course. Um, but also to kind of like help you develop a business structure. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, a mentor isn't really going to like assign you homework, you know, <laughs> like you gotta like, you, you gotta do that yourself, but they guide you, right. They guide you through uncharted waters. Okay. Right. Like, like a sailor, you know, they, they truly guide you through, you know, coves and storms that you didn't know how to navigate before, you know, um, and you might be able to figure out on your own, but just, it's going to take way longer, right? Okay. And what's your third and final tip? My third and final tip is to double down on your skills and build skills. If you don't have skills, then man, you're, you're late, you know? Okay. So do you believe that, do you believe that somebody should be like a master at everything or do you think they should just focus on the one thing that they want to be, you know, be known for? Right. That's the whole thing. I think, um, I think you got to be master of one first, right? You know, master one thing, um, and have that be your thing. And of course, you know, you always want to be expanding your skill sets, but at the end of the day, like you have to have that first mastery accomplished. Okay. So do you believe with mentorship that it can be done remotely or do you believe that a mentor needs to be, you know, by your side physically and kind of watching over you or do you think you can have a mentor like an online mentor type thing or like a say like a program like a a weekly check-in program or something like that or do you believe that a mentor should be uh someone by your side in real time kind of keeping an eye on you i mean just realistically in this day and age most mentorships are going to be online you know, that's just like how the world is set up now. And like people are all over the world. I mean, there's going to be a rare occurrence when you're in person. I think that's, that can be great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe I'm a little biased cause you know, I've now taught over 35 students. I started mentoring in January. Um, and I have kids who are like leaving their factory jobs. You know, they've been working in factory jobs since they've been like 20 and you know, they've been, um, like living in their parents' basement. And I have like a kid right now. He, you know, one of my newest students, Caleb, he, he's just like been crossed the 200 K mark in a couple months. Awesome. Um, and he's just, he's just doing ridiculous numbers, but it's, it's not about the numbers, right? It's, you know, I want to make that clear. It's, it, it's about the lifestyle that you're leading, right? You know, it's always lifestyle first. Okay. Yeah, man, that's, so. that's awesome. Those are three great tips, very actionable. You know, I believe investing in yourself is something that not a lot of people actually do. You know, they're so caught up in, you know, the, the partying and, you know, living that lifestyle, right. And they're not, you know, looking towards the future. They're not planning anything out or yeah. Like just, you know, they're not investing in anything. They're just living day by day. And, you know, obviously if you want to be known for anything or you want to accomplish something, you need to invest in yourself and you need to learn, you know, how to do things that are going to get you places. Right. So absolutely, it's, it's a little bit crazy. So, uh, I just want to go back into, you know, the actual business itself, because like I know you said you had a mentor and he kind of got you on board with things. So uh, go back and recall, what was it like to make your first like massive sum of money on the website? Obviously revenue. I don't mean like your actual profits itself, but I mean revenue, right? Because you said you were settling. You were, you were, you would have been OK with 2000 a month, right? As long as you could be your own boss. So. 
when you checked your store right online and you saw that, whoa, this number's massive, what do I do with this number? What does it even mean? Is this real? Like, kind of go over that experience, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's a really funny thing that you bring up, actually. Um, I, I think about that a lot. And um, I think for me, what it came down to is I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea what I was doing. I was just, you know, it, to scale an online business, right? It's a very actionable, very actionable steps that you take, right? You increase your ad spend on Facebook, um, at least how we do our online businesses. You know, you, if you're spending $100 a day on Facebook, you know, you can only make so much money. But if you're spending a thousand dollars a day, you can make so much more, right? Mm-hmm. So I think for me, it wasn't really a surprise, you know. Like I knew I was trying to scale up. I knew I was scaling up to three, four, or five thousand dollars a day. And um, but you know, on the flip side of that, I will say that I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. And you know, when I was making those ridiculous numbers, uh, and there wasn't really a point. That's the other funny thing. There wasn't really a point when I stopped and looked in the mirror and said, "Holy fuck, Luke, you just did a, you just did two thousand dollars a day." Like it was just normal to me because it wasn't like I went from a hundred dollars a day to five thousand. It was like a slow scale, right? You know, okay. hundred to two hundred, you know, four hundred maybe, and then maybe down to three hundred, and then five hundred. You know, it's um, it's like a slow mountain that you climb, and um, at least at least with how I was doing it, I've gotten better with scaling quicker now, just because yeah. I'm better. Um, at what I do, but I mean, it was really trippy, you know, at one point, like you you do kind of look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, wow, like how am I making $4,000 a day right now? Like I'm in, I'm in Italy. Like how the fuck am I doing this? (laughs) (laughs) So crazy. So, you know, I know you said you don't really have big goals planned or you, you don't really live on a schedule or anything like that. Um, like, you know, do you have any big plans for the future? Like any big goals at all? Like any, you know, anything like milestones or places oh, to travel? Yeah, you would like to touch on those and kind of talk about how you're going to reach those goals? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I think everything that I've done has always been based on my personal brand. You know, it's always been personal brand first. And I, I think for me, it just makes sense um, conceptually because if everything is coming through Luke, right? If everything... If all my failures, if all my relationships, if all my happy moments, my friendships is all streaming through Luke, um, then my businesses I should all have streamed through Luke as well, you okay. know, which is which is my personal brand, right? Um, so I have big plans for my personal brand coming up. Obviously, like I've, you know, been able to make some some money to invest in building teams. Like I've just brought on an editor full time. Um, he's editing my YouTube videos. So I'm trying to um, obviously expand to YouTube, LinkedIn. <laughs> You know, Gary Vee is a big inspiration for me in the sense that he just preaches content. And content's the thing that got me started. Um, so I definitely want to double down on that and uh, expand my personal brand. But, you know, dropshipping isn't the end-all, be-all, right? Mm-hmm. We dropship, I think, to build skills and to learn what a viral product looks like, what a great product looks like, how to do customer service, you know, how to ship products, um, how to market, right? How to run Facebook ads. Yeah. So... I think that's what dropshipping is for, but you know, at the end of the day, we all want to build our own, you know, e-commerce brands that are long-term, right? Mm-hmm. So a buddy, a, a couple buddies and me just released our first, you know, I guess you could call it legit e-commerce brand um, that's in public. It's called Key Essentials. It's a t-shirt company. 
um, and the t-shirts are made in LA. It is the comfiest t-shirt I've ever worn in my life. And, you know, I can't take credit for that. My buddy, Sean, he designed the t-shirt, you know, me and Josh, my business partner, we do the marketing for it, but, uh, we are all 50, 50 partners in the business and it's, um, it's been going really well so far. It's, it's great to actually have a product that you're proud of, you know? It's crazy, man. Because I, I think some people would say, like, oh, drop shipping, you're just slinging shitty Chinese products right online. Yeah. Um, but this is, takes it one step further because it's not a shitty Chinese product anymore. It's a really high-quality, expensive blank that's made in L.A. in our own factory, you know? And it's a whole different process. And it's something that you can actually talk to your grandma about and not feel embarrassed. That is crazy, man. So is that going to just be a t-shirt brand or are you going to go full apparel with that? Uh, we're going full apparel. It's it's real big B2B right now. Uh, B2B meaning business to business for the, those of you guys who don't know that. But um, yeah, so like we're working out some big contracts with, you know, I won't drop too many names, but, uh, you know, U.S. military, um, some boxing brands, UFC. Um, so we're going really hard on B2B right now. But me and my buddy Josh are obviously B2C marketers. Okay. So we're... Um, we're really trying to expand B2C as well. Awesome, dude. All right, man. You know what? I think, you know, I covered a lot of, you know, different things and you've said a lot of great things too. You know, even learning this for the first time myself has been awesome. Just listening to you chat away with, you know, everything you've been saying. Like I had no idea you went to ballet to start out and you took that investment yourself. That's actually awesome that you did that man because a lot of people you know live in their comfort zones and they don't want to do anything right they just want to take the easy way out but uh yeah man i was gonna ask you do you have any like final thoughts or anything you kind of want to say to uh to me or the audience about you know you know about yourself at the end of the podcast man i think i've covered a lot of ground today i mean i, I feel good about the things i've shared you know just i'm so passionate about chasing it right chase your dream it's cliche, awesome. but chase that fucking dream, you know, until the day you die. Awesome, dude. Well, anyways, thank you so much, Luke, for coming on. This is the first Luke and Lucas ever podcast ever done <laughs> on the Scott's the Limit podcast. You guys, uh, make sure you go and check out his uh, his Instagram page. He has actually awesome photos. Like every photo is in like a different country. It's actually crazy. It's just it's just every photo somewhere different is amazing. Uh, what's your Instagram, man? So I can uh, I can plug that in to see. Absolutely, it's uh, just at Luke All with three L's because the person with two L's is is like this old guy, and he won't give me his username. So okay. at Luke All with three L's. All right, cool, man. I'm gonna have that plugged in the bottom, anyways. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for tuning in, and until next time, peace. Peace, guys. Quick, then I'm gone, it's just a matter of